Welcome back to Practicing Catholic. When your parish's mission is to serve as a living sign of Christ's saving presence in the heart of the city, you can be pretty sure that you're going to have to provide support for those who struggle with housing. The Church of St. Olaf in downtown Minneapolis has done just that for years in a variety of ways. Here to talk about one of the most recent and quite exciting ventures is the Director of Social Ministry at St. Olaf, Michael Griffin. Michael, welcome. Thank you. Very much. Pleased to be with you today. Great to have you with us. All right, so... uh, from the beginning, I'm just going to ask, I mean, you've you've been there as the director of social ministry for almost six years now, so you're no stranger to the fact that there are many in your immediate environment uh, there in downtown Minneapolis who struggle with housing, to struggle to find athor- uh, uh, affordable housing. And so that being the case, um, when did this whole idea of this latest project kind of germinate? When did it begin? Well, is a couple of uh, you could take a couple of steps back. One, uh, in terms of the current iteration, would be a couple of years ago. Uh, the building, the Exodus Residence, which uh, Saint Olaf purchased in the early '90s, um, and then in partnership with Catholic Charities, has served as supportive housing um, for folks uh, in the last more than 25 years. Uh, but in the last couple of years, it was recognized that the building uh, had had. Uh, seen some better days, and was in need of some, some TLC on, on both the grand and the small scale. Sure. And it wasn't capital uh, that, that Catholic Charities had or that the parish had. So we started looking at what would be ways to continue that, that mission, and um, Catholic Charities uh, decided to move on to another facility, and they are developing that now in Elliott Park. But for St. Olaf, we said, what, uh, what, what is the value of this resource? And we turned to some experts uh, in building and construction, and they said, you know, the bones of the building are in great shape, and uh, rehabbing seemed to be a, a good way to go. And from that, the opportunity to perhaps add some additional units next to that building, and then on top of our limited parking uh, became uh, uh, found found some additional growth and uh, and is uh, where we are today with uh, partnering with Aon. All right. Yes. Well, let's talk about that. Um, how was how is this partnership with Aon? Uh, how did that develop? Well, as we were examining what uh, what to do with the Exodus property next door to the parish. Um, we uh, worked with uh, some construction experts. Uh, we had some great assistance from Ryan Companies and, and, and Pat Ryan uh, to help us with that. We put forward a couple of uh, a, a desire for some requests for proposals, and we had uh, a number of responses. We centered on a couple of finalists uh, that were experts in developing and, and maintaining affordable housing, and we selected uh, Aon uh, as our partner in this project going forward. They manage, own, and, and oversee and develop uh, thousands of units of affordable housing around the Twin City and uh, really have a very credible reputation of, of that kind of support and recognizing the essential need of keeping uh, housing, uh, making it a home, and also maintaining it for the long haul. Wow, that's great. So what's the overall goal of this affordable housing project, and who is it going to affect uh, great, great question, and, and a common one even among our, our parishioners who've been here for a while. Sure. We're actually building on the legacy of members of the parish uh, from some time ago. As I mentioned, um, more than 25 years ago, the, the property became available, and uh, the parishioners, uh, under the then guidance of Monsignor Fleming, who was the pastor, 
uh, made the, the decision to purchase that building. And they looked at resources and how they could use them to serve the mission of the parish and the mission of the church, and in doing so, for more than 25 years, provided an excellent resource for housing. Early on, that building was known as the Exodus Hotel. Um, it was the nature of the license. They had a hotel license, actually, and, and then uh, residents paid rent every six days, and it was extremely affordable for those who were uh, either coming out of homelessness or entering the workforce for the first time or coming through some obstacles and barriers. And uh, most recently, uh, Catholic Charities Program has been health-supportive housing for those who've been advanced years, perhaps, or chronic health conditions. Uh, there was some medical support. People still need to be able to take care of themselves, but it was an opportunity to have some extra support services. Mm-hmm. And the parish over those years also was involved with residents in various ways of support, um, of care, and even some periodic cosmetic upgrades on the building itself. So the 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 uh, support and the legacy of that has been building uh, really for a very long time within within the parish. That's what it certainly seems by your description, and uh, what a what a great way of continuing to honor those who have who have dedicated themselves to this in the past, and to maintain continuity in your mission and your goals. Uh, really seems like that that's that's a yeah a, a good track to be on. So it has who, been, and there's there's been right. uh, beyond the brick and mortar is also mm-hmm. then been the relationship, as I mentioned, uh, a variety of ways that parishioners have been involved over that time. Uh, we also have a very large uh, what we call Samaritan ministry that does out reach through a clothing closet, a food shelf, and other means of support for those who are experiencing homelessness or precariously housed. And so we have served hundreds of people a month, um, even even through the, the pandemic. Uh, we've had to uh, re-event, re, re, reinvent ourselves about how to be able to do that safely for our guests and for our, our staff and volunteers. Um, and we also host the Adult Shelter Connect here, which is a collaboration of, of Hennepin County and the five uh, sh- shelters in Minneapolis to be able to allow folks to find shelter on a given day in real time, know it's available. Um, and so that increased uh, the number of folks coming to St. Olaf to be able to secure a, a, a safe and dignified place to stay. So certainly we, we continue to welcome folks as part of our mission down here to understand even better, and we know uh, all too well uh, the abundant need of, of affordable housing with supportive services along the way. Yeah, I'm sure. Now, just when the project is completed and the doors are wide open, so are is there thought about, is this going to be long-term housing? Is this going to be kind of transitional housing? What is this going to look like? Uh, great question again. Um, it will probably be some combination. We are okay. still in the, in the actual design um, stage of what that might look like. And when I say we, it really is aeons to, to do right now. We've entered into a long-term ground lease with them, um, a 99-year lease, on the, on the property. So the parish will retain that. And it's part of really our skin in the game uh, to be able to put uh, 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 our opportunity to support this project in a way that they don't need the capital to purchase the, the property first, which is a, is a huge um, savings in the development of the project. We sure. started with looking at a couple hundred units. Some of them would be supportive services and others would be um, available based on uh, different income levels. And uh, now it's morphed into from a couple hundred to perhaps the possibility of uh, uh, maybe up to 500 units. So we would go higher um, than we originally were envisioning. And uh, 
that would be a very exciting prospect to be able yeah. to provide units for that many people. But um, a portion of the housing uh, it looks like it will be uh, deeply supportive. So there would be uh, uh, social workers and case managers and other support services for folks that would face um, significant obstacles. And we would want to um, make sure uh, that they have the support they need to have a dignified living situation. Um, many of the other units would be affordable at, and usually there's measures of um, AMI, which stands for Area Median Income. And uh, oftentimes affordable housing or workforce housing is defined uh, by a percentage of that AMI. So AMI right now is um, uh, between sixty and eighty thousand um, dollars. So it, it, it's a significant amount of money, but compared to those that we are serving on a regular basis, it's uh, um, way out of their league. So many market rate housing that are available to to anybody that's interested um, don't need to measure in that way. But we would be looking at housing anywhere from thirty to sixty percent of AMI. Um, to make wow. it affordable at that rate, so it would be it would be long term open ended housing, so long as people qualify based on the income levels, and um, would be you know could be anyone from you know a, a retired senior on a very fixed income, or uh, working uh, folks, the entry level jobs, or other uh, maybe assistant management kind of jobs in in retail or in in the hospitals or a variety of other settings that downtown certainly occupies. Um, we would. Um, uh, also provide other support services and have a relationship with them that's still to be determined depending on the final configuration of housing. Yeah. Wow. Well, this is getting more and more exciting by the moment here, especially, I mean, you mentioning f- up to 500 units as a possibility anyway for this project. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is going to change the skyline in a sense. I mean, it seems, but, uh, but one of the things, okay, this isn't, I realize this isn't a huge part of it, but one of the things that struck me is that now you're giving up part of your surface lot your parking lot there at st olaf for this project are you not actually we're actually we're not what we're what's proposed is that um housing would be built above the lot and then when the project is completed uh we would retain our uh uh, modest uh surface lot that we have here and um that became one of the issues you know if if, for anyone who's been to st olaf knows we we don't have a very big parking lot right uh, on, on weekends we have arrangements with uh uh, a couple of ramps across the street where people can park there for when they come for mass and um but our modest uh you know 50 to 60 spaces um uh works okay during the week uh, but mm-hmm. the parking is always an issue downtown for any end well that's what was striking uh, me yeah yeah exactly but we um part of the creativity of this was to say you know um instead of maybe traditional first floor retail as many buildings downtown might have or even up on the skyway level um we would have um retained the parking lot uh, for parish use um on the first level and then the housing would be built above originally looking at maybe a five to six story building that could be built with wood i learned something about construction in that regard Uh, when you go higher than that you need to switch to steel and that then increases the cost so you have to manage how can the rents over the length of the the mortgage and the life of the lease um, Mm. cover those increased expenses along the way and now to look at even more units probably is looking at um uh, some kind of perhaps concrete uh, construction to be able to go up that high, and uh, some of that is still to be determined. But at the end of the day, uh, we would not only uh, retain our parking, 
but also be able to provide housing for, for many, many folks. And what a gift that would be. You know, here on Practicing Catholic, we're all about how we can help others to understand their faith and to live it out more uh, readily and generously. If I can ask you just to reflect for, you know, just a brief moment, if you would, Michael, on, on just the need to look out for those who are suffering from homelessness, who are suffering perhaps um, from uh, being in want and being in need, and how that's played an important role in the life of your parish. Well, you know, it, it really is. Um, you, you shared our, our mission statement uh, at the beginning uh, of, of our conversation here, and to be able to serve as that living sign of, of Christ's saving presence in the heart of the city. You know, from our from our vantage point here on 8th Street and, and uh, between 2nd and 3rd Avenue, um, we serve uh, those who are in uh, uh, really the, the captains of industry, those who are visiting for special occasions, for sports, for music, um, and we're happy to serve those needs. But we also uh, equally uh, recognize the importance of serving those who, instead of spending a night in a, in a beautiful hotel, maybe uh, were outside or under a bridge or in a shelter. And it's really uh, part of the culture of the parish that's been developed for decades to be able to very matter-of-factly say we are called to both vibrant worship, um, a rich celebration of the sacraments, and to reach out to those in need in the, in the example of, of Jesus. And, you know, when it comes to housing, uh, you know, the scriptures are, are full of those uh, images, whether it's the dwelling place. Um, you know, we, we have the, the, the story of the birth of Jesus. There was no room, and so it was in a manger. And, and, uh, and, and then, you know, really Jesus saying, um, in my Father's house there are many dwelling places, and, and I'm, I'm going to prepare a place for you, and, and, and calls us to do something about that here. And we have to be careful not to romanticize the, the nativity story because it was, it was an awful condition. Yeah. Born in a barn. And right. we know that the people that come to us every day um, are in awful, awful conditions. Mm-hmm. And they may have barriers that put them there as well, whether it's uh, mental health or chemical health or other broken relationships. Um, you know, we, we've all made mistakes, and some of them can be very serious. But if you have a support network or others to help pick you up again and, and support you while you heal and, and move forward, that's great. But for many of our guests, they don't have those networks. They don't have support to to heal and to move on. And it really has been the culture of the parish over many decades um, to be able to do just that. Wonderful. Uh, next year will be the 50th anniversary of Monsignor Fleming hiring Sister Roseanne Fox, who was a sister of St. Joseph, who was, was charged with um, uh, helping to meet the needs of those coming to the door of the church. Mm-hmm. And, and people recognized, uh, rightfully so, that coming to a church ought to be a place where some of those needs can be met. And mm-hmm. she had a great legacy here, and we, we still build on that legacy now. Um, uh, she uh, was here 34 years in helping uh, create a, a, a culture of care and giving um, for the basic needs for those who came to our door. And as, as others have said, uh, to do it not because our guests are Catholic, but because we're Catholic, and be able to put that into practice. Amen to that. Well, Michael Griffin, Social Ministry Director at St. Olaf Parish in downtown Minneapolis. Uh, just one quick question as we've got, uh, as we've got only a, just a five seconds or so remaining. How can people stay up to date with the project? We are uh, regularly updating things on our, on our website, which is um, stolaf.org, and spell out the word saint. And uh, we will continue to keep people informed along the way. That sounds great. Well, Michael, thank you for your great and generous work and for inspiring others to be generous as well. God bless you. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about the project. Thanks, Patrick.
All right. We're going to head into our next break, but stay tuned. When we return, Father Paul Hedman is with us to talk about the unique challenges of millennial priesthood. Stay with us. Stay with us.